0: You're listening to Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney, with experts and insiders on what you need to know in Northeast Ohio.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Things to Know podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Haney, and I am thrilled to have you here, as always. Very excited to talk about one of my favorite topics this week, and that is love. And we are talking about it in the context of Pride Month. June is Pride Month across the country. And we get to celebrate today the love of two incredible TV personalities and newlywed husbands, Emil Ennis Jr. and A.J. Gibson. And when I tell you that these two are quite the force, I am not exaggerating. These two have credits that include the Emmys, the American Music Awards, the Golden Globes, the Wendy Williams Show, The Real... And so many other things. They actually host their own podcast together, too. Their podcast is called Confess Your Mess. They come out with episodes every single Thursday. And I have a special connection to this couple. One of them is from Ohio, A.J. Gibson from Ohio. We'll hear from him exactly where and about his upbringing and moving out to Los Angeles. And the other one, Emil Ennis Jr., I know because I am good friends with people that he's worked with. You know, I lived out in L.A., for some time and we had mutual friends so we are acquainted in that way so when I saw the news that they were having their wedding and they were open to talking about their relationship and being such a bright light for love in general and particularly within the LGBTQIA community I could not pass up the opportunity to talk with them about their love story about their beautiful wedding which I saw it on social media playing out and it was chef's kiss. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, people are really invested in their love story. They are a bit of a uh, it couple, I would say, in the entertainment space. Their engagement announcement on YouTube had 130,000 views. You know, that doesn't happen for just anybody. It is a beautiful thing. They're hardworking, they have clearly found incredible partnership with coming together. You know, they've been together for almost a decade and they are here to share their love story with us. So without further ado, let's bring in the couple who just said I do or we do husbands newlyweds and television personalities emil ennis jr and aj gibson let's bring them in right now emil and aj yes thank you for being here on the three things to know podcast
2: oh no thank you for having yeah, us thank I'm, you so e- much. I'm excited about the ohio connection oh my gosh always ohio <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes yes we got a rep for ohio aj talk to us you're from you're from ohio tell us where you're from
2: born and raised in salina ohio which is a little town of about 10,000 people on grand lake uh in the northwest part of ohio about 20 30 minutes from lima right on the indiana board so we're on the other side of ohio uh but yeah graduated high school in 1999 went on to the university of toledo transferred graduated from the ohio state university and i've been in la just about ever since oh I O.
1: It is the Ohio State, too. You know, they just got that trademark. So just it just got
2: trademark. I saw them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the Ohio State University graduates do love that very much. I went to o- Ohio University. I will not hold that against you. We have no Oh, so we're,
2: so were you a stoner, or did you go to the Halloween party? I'm trying to think of all the things I know about Ohio University.
1: <laughs> there was balance. It was balance. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all my friends went there. I did
1: it. and this is a crazy situation I love that we get the opportunity to talk to you on the heels of your incredible wedding which by the way if you follow these two on Instagram and you must and you follow the circle of friends on Instagram never ever in the world has there been more FOMO from a wedding celebration (laughs) it was incredible we're gonna talk all about that but I have to let our listeners know you know the the world's colliding here you know I lived in LA we've talked about this before for seven years and have been in contact with you guys through mutual friends, uh Jackie Grubbs as she goes by on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sinead Defree. So I love to get the opportunity to chat to chat with you all today.
2: Well, they were just in his wedding party. Yeah, the they were my, my
0: groom's women. groomswomen. Um, yeah, we've been married for right
2: now, what, nine days, I
0: think? Yeah. So Jackie, Drew, and um Sinead, uh, my my clever babes, they were all down there with me in Mexico, down by my side. So it was it was a beautiful, beautiful celebration. Jackie
2: like pulled a muscle in her half At a reception, I know. For half the night, because she was partying so hard. I literally
0: have blast. footage, footage from the reception. Where I'm like, oh, that's probably, probably where it happened. <laughs> You're yeah, right around there during that twerk moment, but.
1: And yeah, we met you at Shanae's house years ago. Yeah. Yes, at her baby boy's first birthday party, I think. So wild. I know. And Harrison's what, like six now? I know.
2: Time is really flying. He's getting up. He's getting up there.
1: It is flying. It is. So uh, talk to me about, you know, you guys got engaged a year ago. It was important Mm -hmm. to you. I've seen you post about this to have your wedding in Pride Month, really representing for the LGBTQI plus community. Talk to me about the ceremony and the significance and the importance of doing it this way now.
0: Uh, So it's just been a wave of emotions. You know, um, we are still in the middle of a pandemic and um, it's, it's not going anywhere. And, you know, it was... 2020, and I know that he had a lot of things planned. Uh, a lot of times that he revealed after the fact that he had planned on proposing, and then uh, COVID and the pandemic kind of put a wrench in those plans. We were—I
2: was working with the team at Wendy Williams to propose live on air. So I've been—I've been there for seven years. And then I was—I uh, reached out to, uh, or I was going to reach out to Jeannie Mai, who was a, co- a friend of both of ours. We both worked with. She's been at the Real for a few years, and we thought about doing it on the Real. And maybe when they reveal one of the, like the products, I turn it around and there's like an engagement ring I proposed live on air. Or on a red carpet for you know an award show. So I had a plan and then COVID had different plans. Yeah. So everything sort of got pushed back by a year or so.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you know, ultimately the on the morning of our wedding, I sent him the song Case the R Sera, beautiful cover. And, you know, what what will be will be. And I feel like that's kind of been the whole process and everything um, that we've we've just had to give it to the universe, give it to God. What will be will be because everything we've had planned hasn't really panned out. The engagement wasn't the engagement that he envisioned, but it was a beautiful engagement. Our parents were like there Christmas via Zoom. Three, two
2: ago, yeah.
0: yeah,
2: via Zoom. Our yeah. Pastor, so and it was
0: a beautiful one, and his sister—they were all there for that special moment. Um, and then you know, for the actual. Ceremony was so important for us to, for us, Mexico is just a special place because uh, they were okay with us for way longer than the States were. It was the very first trip that we went to Cancun, Mexico because of my mother, she gifted us a trip for our four year anniversary. And that was our first like real vacation
2: together. And he's a preacher's kid. His father was a Methodist pastor for 47 years. So his mom was the first lady.
1: It was a big deal. And that
2: was like the moment we, we really fully felt like she supported A romantic relationship, yeah, because you don't send somebody to a resort in Cancun for them to go just like be buddies, right? You know, so we knew that she was supportive, so we wanted to go back to the Cancun area at least. Uh, because we felt comfortable, because we wanted everybody to experience, uh, we, also, we also wanted to honor Miss Sharon.
0: Yeah, so, there were so many layers. We got married on his mom's birthday. Uh, this was a lot of our guests' first time in Mexico, uh, many of our guests' actual first time leaving the country. My dad is
2: 70, got his first passport to fly down and had the time of his life. It was it was, it
0: was was a wave of emotions that happened from, we spent a week and, or eight days for us in Mexico with some of our closest friends and family members. We had almost
2: 100 guests.
1: Yeah.
0: Which we thought it was small,
2: but everybody says... Everybody's like, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> so
0: so many people here. But even for me, like, I got to meet so many of his uh, people in his life from his childhood, from his past that I've never met before. He got to meet my high school best friends. Like, so many people who came down to support and love us. And we're going to be releasing um, content every single day for weeks. Uh, we have videos, we have photos that we're dropping, and I teased and we teased like, what we're going to be dropping. So, so far, you know, we've dropped our looks uh we've dropped uh it looks
2: iconic by the way
0: walking down the aisle iconic um, i thank you so much um but then it's all gonna lead up to the wedding vlog which will be a full you know wedding video it's probably gonna be two parts um one leading up to the wedding to our welcome party which was emotional for many reasons because it was on father's yeah. day and unfortunately and my, Juneteenth,
2: yeah was a lot
0: of just, and his was yeah my father wasn't day. able to come because of health issues so that was emotional Um, And then the next part will be the day of the wedding leading to the end of the trip. Where the
2: entire thing, spoiler alert, was canceled three hours before the wedding.
0: There were tears. I didn't capture that on camera, but. spent
2: a year planning every detail. An
0: outdoor wedding. And
2: the weather did not permit. Three different
0: areas. We had a rooftop ceremony. We had a cocktail hour in the garden. We had a a beautiful reception outside with fireworks planned. Three hours
2: before it all fell apart, the weather changed, and everything that was set up had to be torn down Started from scratch, and yeah. somehow we pulled off a wedding that's more beautiful than anything I think we could have planned. Yeah, it was it was such a rush. Like when he says
0: three hours, he really means three hours. But it was actually two hours to get everything like set up because it was three hours until the wedding, and then they had to figure out where the stuff was going to happen. I was and, moving
2: yeah. furniture when I was supposed to be in my hair and makeup appointment. I was supposed to be in a tuxedo at this point. And I was moving furniture after I stopped crying into my hands up against the wall for a while and had a breakdown. He
0: was it was a lot of emotion. It's funny because, you know, when you get married, like sometimes outlets reach out to, you know, your publicist or whatever for press to cover the wedding. And one outlet said, oh, you know, um, the linens on the tables are kind of uh, wrinkled. They're not steamed. They don't know the backstory, though. They would have actually like <laughs> talked to us and got the backstory and knew how many moving pieces. I'm just so impressed. Everything came together in such a short period of time. Like, yeah. imagine I, I have in the blog there's a moment where I was sitting on my balcony cause we didn't spend the night together. We to, like switched to separate rooms and I was getting ready. I just got my hair cut and I was sitting on the balcony with my best friend who was my best woman. And I see chairs rolling by like multiple chairs like on a little dolly. And I'm like, oh my God, Jenna, those are our chairs. I, I recognize them. They were taking them to the reception area at like noon. So they were setting up from like 11 o'clock and then literally at four o'clock they have to like start moving things. It felt
2: so, sunny at 12 and I was yeah. out there four keep in mind the ceremony was supposed to start at six at four o'clock everything got scrapped and moved Ooh, it was damn. a whirlwind wild
0: but it turned out beautiful and i wouldn't change a thing it, yeah. it, it helps it helps to create a beautiful story and it it created memories and it's it just it was just beautiful yeah
1: first of all the shade of ne- mentioning the the wrinkly linens come on <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but you guys, weddings I'll say it, oh my gosh, right oh you word.
1: all you all obviously made the best of a situation that got a little trickier for you. I will say a hundred guests at a destination wedding. that's pretty darn good. obviously, that's testament to your love. since we talked about it, I want to talk about it right now. You have to describe the looks to me because some people will be listening to this, some people will be watching it. It's posted on Instagram. You have to follow them on Instagram. Shout out your Instagram handles too so people can see this with their eyeballs? Because yes. the train, the cape situation, I need to hear about it, Emil. tell me.
0: Uh, so at Emil Ennis Jr., E-M-I-L-E-E-N-N-I-S-J-R and at underscore AJ Gibson. Um, yeah, when we came up with our looks, we uh, worked with Grayscale, BJ Gray, who is one of our dear friends. And AJ's worked with him for many years. He's dressed him on some of the biggest red carpets in the past, and we knew that we wanted him to design our looks. He
2: gave me two looks, one time. I hosted the top of the American Music Awards red carpet with Lauren Heragie and he did two looks for me and I did a, it was the first time I've ever done like a look change it was a big deal because my my look I wanted to wear clashed with her look that she was wearing on the carpet so I got a second look from him and he's dressed me in iconic, iconic looks he dressed me in this peacock, peacock jacket one time for the Streamy Awards that Neo, it was designed for Neo and I, I got to wear uh, a version of it um, he's just so incredibly talented. Super talented. He's been dressing like Jay Ellis and, and Dwayne Wade and Kyle Eastmuff in the NBA for years. So did, basically a lot of the suiting for was, the Bel Air reboot that was on, uh, that's all him. We
0: knew he was like, we knew great. his vision and like what he can do. And so we were like, we want custom tuxes. We didn't just want to go wear something from our closet or yeah. go buy something. We wanted to be custom. And AJ was like, I think like we we definitely had collaborative efforts when it came to our looks, but we also didn't know what we were going to look like. So. Where we did collaborate, we both decided the color that we wanted and AJ, we chose the fabric yeah, together. AJ said he wanted blue and I was kind of on the fence about blue at first. I don't know if I wanted a black and white moment. I don't know what I wanted, but I also didn't argue with blue because because since I didn't know, I was like, well, I can't like say no if I don't have an alternative option. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we did choose the fabric together. We went to his place and looked at probably over a hundred fabrics and like picked the exact color that we had. And there's like this little sparkle in it, but not too flashy in that, in that fabric. We knew and, their
2: photograph. Well, we, we, we thought it would look great
0: under the sunset
2: yeah. and an outdoor wedding on a rooftop. A little did We know it, it would rain and be windy and yeah. everything would
0: move. But um, yeah, we picked our fabrics. And then while we were in that meeting, AJ went to uh, the bathroom in the studio and I stayed, I went, hold on. Can you still hear me?
1: Oh yeah, I gotcha.
0: Oh, I heard like a weird- Oh, I suggested it was falling out. Oh, you. T- oh, okay. okay. You probably turned on noise cancellation or ambient sound or from the headphones. Anyway, um, so what I realized is that I'm not that picky when it comes to my looks. I told him, I, I don't really care what you do with my look. I want us to be coordinated. All I care about is I want a Veil train cape moment. That's all I care about. I want a mixture of masculine and feminine. I want to feel like just, I'm walking down the aisle, and I'm not the bride, but I want to have that bride esque moment. And I always you, you to have
2: it. I knew it. I'm I'm a little more classic. I like to go for the dapper look. But you didn't I know I
0: was doing a tail I train. No yeah.
2: idea you were doing that. Yeah, I just knew what I was going to do was going to be classic, which left the door open for Emil to do whatever he wanted to do. Listen, I'm going to brag, but I've been in French Vogue, Cosmopolitan, People magazine. I've been on Best Dressed List I I because because of BJ and others who have dressed me and like given me those moments. I wanted him to have the entire fashion moment. So I, I love my look, I love it.
0: But also, I don't think he, I don't think he knew like how extra I was gonna I be. I thought he might
2: have some embellishments on the shirt, yeah. or some jewels on the lapel or something. Because he
0: literally, AJ, when AJ went first to talk to BJ and tell him about his looking, he was out there for a minute talking to him, like probably about five or six minutes, maybe 10. And then we swapped and I sat down and I was like, so yeah, I don't care, just coordinate. And all I care about is like some type of bill. Moment with the train cape, and then I was done in like maybe a minute and a half. And then I was like, Okay, AJ, he's like, I was like, You
2: didn't describe anything,
0: yeah. And when we got our first sketches, like, we're gonna do a whole uh, real TikTok well, with like from our sketch to and also
2: to give credit where credit's due. He did the tuxedo, but well, I'm gonna get Wyatt's... to that. I'm gonna get to that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm, bu- this, I'm
0: building right? the story. I'm building the story. <laughs> <And> AJ, <laughs> so, here's the thing we've been together for 10 years, and AJ was start telling a part that I'm building to, but basically. We came back and we did our fittings separately. And when we did our fitting, I brought my best friend Jenna, who's my best woman, and my tux was ready, but my Kate Bell train, which I'm calling it, was not ready. And I was like, okay, they're like, we're gonna show you some fabrics. And I probably looked at six or seven fabrics, and we both picked our shoes together from Christian Louboutin, and (laughs) mine are like these super sparkly shoes. And I was looking at different fabrics of the Bell material, And there was one that not only had this like embroidery with this like glittery embellishment, it also had that veil aspect and it had that shimmer and it would go perfectly with my shoes and I picked it.
2: It was like a perfect blend of masculine and feminine and it it was delicate, but it it felt also like regal like i felt like like a king
0: but also we flew out for our wedding was on a monday we flew out on a friday we didn't get our tuxes until thursday the night before we flew out that was the first time that i saw my actual veil, cape train made and it was i have a photo it was just like a moment like to see her spread it out because when i saw the fabrics the fabrics were literally if you're watching the video like a little Little tiny circle Yeah, Yeah, it was it was super so to try to envision like this if you see the photo and and the video like matches Perfectly. It matches perfectly. And the
2: wild thing is, our first photo we posted, because our, our wedding photos didn't turn out to be like planned either because of the weather, but we were able to go up on the rooftop after the sunset and grab a few photos, and the sky matches our tuxes and mm-hmm. the, the veil perfectly. And, and it's, it's pretty cool. In
0: the, in the vlog, I'll show on camera stuff too probably, but in my tux, the in, way it was designed in the scene – it has hooks, like tiny hooks. So it touched touch the Cape Bell train is actually detachable. Cause in my brain, I was like, oh, I want it to be where if I want to like wear it without it on the dance floor or whatever. It never came off. We had an after party and I switched <laughs> to some shorts and I was on stage with my full uh, Bell Cape train, like dancing on stage. People were living and screaming. So yeah, it was just, it was beautiful.
1: I love it. So everyone has to head to that Instagram. You have to see those images stunning we're going to watch out for the vlogs and all of that content i want to ask you a little bit so we can just kind of get an idea of the story you know i I know you said that the engagement was delayed you guys have been together for almost 10 years now uh just tell us how you all met we want to hear the origin story
2: okay well funny enough the origin story is on camera which is wild and so appropriate for our for our life you lived down here in l.a long enough so you probably know of after buzz tv Mm -hmm. so i was at after buzz tv he and I were too, like the first host ever at After Buzz, like, like a decade ago when I was first starting out. And by the time we had met, I had decided that it was my last summer of shows. I would do the summer season of TV shows and I told I told the, the team there, I said, you can put me on as many shows as you want this summer. I want the rep. I want the, the practice, but I'm ready to move on to like paid working hosting gigs. And they said, OK, great. And they called me one day and said, we're going to add you to America's Got Talent and put together an after show for it." it's probably the one show in the world that does not need an after it, show. It didn't need a show. And but, it was
0: just it was just me and one other girl hosting for the first episode. And then episode two
2: and three, AJ and another girl joined. Yeah. So I joined that. And he was the lead host on it. And I immediately thought he was just adorable. But I was kind of seeing somebody a little bit at the time. And he was actually living with me, not because we were ready to live together, but because he just kind of needed a place to stay. So I was like not in the headspace of looking for a relationship at all. Um, And also, Emil was very much still in the closet. And on camera, the first time we met, he made a YouTube video out of this. And I think a TikTok recently. And I I could see that he was nervous. But I so I started to flirt with him just a little bit and being kind of playful with him. And he introduced his co-host. He said, my three lovely co-hosts. And I made a joke about I'm like, am I lovely too? And he's like, hey, you're lovely, but you want to make eye contact with me the whole time. You're terrified. Turns out, can I tell this part of the story? What? That he knew he knew I was going to be his co-host, and I didn't know who he was. So he waited outside in his car to watch me walk in before he came in, so he could see me first and then come in to do the podcast together. Yeah. Um. And it's it's I love that we have this moment on camera and i actually for my vows we wrote our our vows to each other and i opened my vows by saying i'm going to first start off by saying to you the first thing that i the first compliment you ever paid me 10 years ago the day we met you look lovely and and so it was like a fun full circle moment that is on camera twice now which is really cool um and then we just became friends we were friends for about five months yeah before anything romantic even started you know and 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 fast forward 10 years we're now married and i'm the first and only person he's ever been on a date with which is wild because i'm like you hit the jackpot like you had to date one person and then the <laughs> oh, like, i dated so many frogs in my 20s um but this guy i mean okay good old, good old i was gonna
1: while. say pretty lucky y'all y'all snatched each other up right out of the gate
2: no, I'm the lucky one for you. Sure. It 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 feels like I didn't want to give him a chance to see what it was like to date anybody else. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> does. Like the
0: story is wild. Just the fact that we have that moment on camera and just seeing from then to now, it, it really is just. Um, it feels. It doesn't feel like time flew by. It just feels like we've been together for so long. And what's wild is how many people are invested in our love story. Yes, like from how many want. people have literally said, oh. I've been following you guys in this love journey since Afterbus or I've been following people this watch since, that like, moment.
2: For the yeah, camera they've watched this ever since.
0: Since you were on Wendy, or since you were at Clever, like people, like there's different people who have come into like our our love story in mm-hmm. different points of our careers <laughs> or our lives, and so it's just interesting to see how many people like they come in, they see the, the love, and then they stay, and they they've been waiting for this moment.
2: Well, and we know we know that it's powerful. Which yeah. is why we documented so much. I used to be mm-hmm. very resistant to this. And you kind of were too. Like he had a YouTube series back in the day called Chasing LA that was more about his life. But it took us quite a while to really get to the place where we were comfortable putting our relationship out there so publicly. Not because we weren't. Well, like, to be I, fair, for I've been bit, out for 20 years. But for the
0: first, I would honestly say for the first five or six years, oh, um, well, actually, maybe that's a little bit of stretch, maybe five, four or five years. We weren't like as public on social media. His manager at the time didn't want us to be public because he wanted him to seem available. He had a national talk show, and I get it, like whatever. Um, but now, looking back, like once we did start to you know share our relationship, we found that people loved us together and loved to hear about our story and see how vulnerable and real we were. And there's yeah, yeah, this mean, authenticity, I think, that we have that, that it's it's us. It's refreshing.
2: I hope we're like you, yeah. we're, like, we're refreshing i you know. say that only because we
0: also see a lot of couples and yeah. no tea no shade but it, it, we we are just different like we the way that we express our love and the way and i went to school um before i was on camera i mean when i was six years old sorry i'm, I'm putting my hand through my lens because there's no there's no, <laughs> just, these are just frames for fashion mm-hmm. um but um when i was like six years old i had like a late night talk show in my basement that my dad would film and i would have special guests which would be i had like a my buddy doll and everything you know what it was
2: called what your, your show no the meal show what was it the Adams junior show it called? didn't have a name
0: <laughs> it, didn't, it literally didn't have a name it was just we would just film it i remember um yeah anyway i would do that and i would be on camera but i always loved being in front of an audience i always loved entertaining but i was so afraid because i i've known i was gay from such a young age i was always afraid that if i ever truly pursued that dream i wouldn't uh, be able to be myself and be, be able to come out yeah and I went to school for editing, um, but it, my degree was visual communications with a concentration with a concentration in electronic media. So there was basically our film and TV program. So it was editing, but also directing, and there was on camera stuff. Like it was a mixture of everything producing. And I
2: can do none of those. Right.
0: I can <laughs> produce. That's about it. But my main focus was editing. And so once you know we start to t- tell our story. It's interesting though, because like, now that I am on camera and I'm able to use those skills, like his cousin texted me this morning. She was like, you are so good at like telling a story. And I was like, that's, that's what I went to school for. I mean, there, there's a natural gift that comes with that, but like when it comes to editing, that is like a second love for me,
2: especially when it's something that I'm passionate about. We work really well together. Because yeah. I, I can have an idea in my head. And sometimes it brings us to like one of these moments, you know, where we butt heads a bit. Um, because I, I see the idea sometimes, and I don't know how to create it. I don't know mm-hmm. how to edit anything. Literally, I don't know how to post on TikTok. I have 20,000 followers on TikTok, and they're all because of him. He posts all my videos. I really don't know what I'm doing, but I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I know what I like, and I know what makes us look real and authentic. Because like, we are. Yeah, and I know it showcases us the best. So I always I sit there sometimes, like, I don't know, this needs to move here a little bit. This needs to add this song or this music right here.
0: And and we're both perfectionists. Yeah, so we'll tweak and like even for the, and... the the wedding the wedding uh, walk down the aisle video. Uh, I was working on that last night, and there was this one moment where like the camera people because we had two cameras on yeah, us they ran they into, ran each, into other. each other. So like both of the shots are bad, and I'm like, what do I do? Because it like take you have this beautiful moment of me walking down the aisle with my mom and seeing AJ's and reaction. They were like, right, the too. and then they run into each other. Like, oh no. But then I was able to like cut around and like do this beautiful thing, so it doesn't take you out of the moment. It's just like I don't know. We just we love we love sharing our love and our story, not just because of, oh my God we want followers, we want to be famous. There really is something love, love. we love love, and there's something beautiful about seeing uh seeing something that I didn't necessarily see growing up and he didn't necessarily mm-hmm. see, and the what messages I, that we get from yeah. people saying how much we inspire them, or how beautiful it is to see our love, and like also for people to see this and i feel like when you look at like our videos and our content you're not thinking oh this is a gay couple i really feel like you're just looking at love and that i think is the overarching message love is love is love which we always say but when you look at our our stuff it's not god look at those gay guys it's just look at this beautiful love
2: story my 70 year old father and 71 year old stepmother from northwest ohio uh who have never left the country they've never been to a a same-sex wedding also known as a wedding uh, before, and my dad was the first to stand up and applaud when they announced us husband and husband. He cried. Uh, he hugged my mom, who he divorced 35 years ago, so that was a big moment. But he told me that they both said that it opened their hearts and their minds in a way they never thought was possible. And that's something we heard from so many. You know, you know, listen, I love Ohio, but the toxic masculinity in, in the generation before us, in particular, uh, of men in Ohio, and that the Midwest and in the South, and like, so very they don't show a lot of emotion. They're not even aware of a lot of emotions. They don't know how to express. And I think the special thing about what happened during our week in Mexico, and this is why people keep calling on us and just crying because they're like recounting what, what went down down there. We created a space just full of love. We weren't preaching. We weren't trying to tell people to get on board because if they were already there, they were on board with our love, yeah. but we just created the space for love and the expression from men in their sixties and seventies who were like family, friends, things like that who were at the wedding, who've never seen something like this before. It was just so beautiful. And it really is that simple. All of our wedding guests at their, at their table, um, there was a quote on their, on their plate and it says, uh, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Mm -hmm. It's from Moulin Rouge. It's my favorite quote about love ever. And when we were looking for a quote, we wanted something impactful, but we didn't want to be like preachy, like gay rights, queer love. Like we didn't want to be preachy, but we wanted to show like our love is just like yours. And that's okay. All things can exist at the same time. And we're all, we're all okay. And so that's kind of what we created in Mexico, and it blew us away. We didn't know it was going to feel like that. And just we still to this point, like we get teary, I think like it's just,
0: I think to have that many people come down to a, like to, to Mexico during a global pandemic, it just meant so much. And then also it was it was just a wave of emotion um, from every plan changing to, mm-hmm. uh, but still having such beautiful comments come from our guests. Mm-hmm. And then literally, Two days, I believe, after we married was when uh, they overturned Roe v. Wade.
1: Right. I wanted to ask you about your feelings about that particularly, and also when you talk about that too, I noticed on your social media. So, share your feelings about that and the comments that were made in, uh, you know, one of the opinions, one of the concurring opinions about potential equality for marriage and that. But I also had noticed too that after you had announced your engagement, you took a bit of a break from social media and hadn't posted some things on your personal page in a while. So talk to me about uh, just that whole journey.
2: Well, I think I, I'll speak to the social media stuff first, if that's okay. Yeah. And then you can speak on Ro. Um Clarence Thomas is trash, but that's neither here nor there. And Brett Kavanaugh is a liar. And so you Neil know, Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett, but that is neither here nor there. They all lied under oath. Um, <sighs> social media can be tricky it can be this beautiful thing that gives you lots of opportunities and access and exposure and, and can create, you know, a brand if that's what you're. like. Like we, you know, we make, we make money off social media to be, to be honest, you know, our social media campaigns paid for this wedding. We were, we were able to fly our families down there and pay for their travel and their, their stay because of the money we've made off social media. So that's a, that's a good thing. It's a blessing. Right. Um, but on the flip side, the mental health toll that social media can take is a lot and I think for me and maybe you might feel the same when we got engaged it was still very much pandemic scary scary like pre-vaccines pre like you know people were still in hospitals and they're at capacity and 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 it was just still really scary so for me one we didn't want to like I didn't want to put out too much because i wasn't sure i was like navigating that that landscape at the time there's a lot going on with social unrest and black lives matter pandemic a lot of things happening, right and so i didn't want to seem insensitive by putting too much stuff out Uh, and then also we wanted selfishly some of those things to be private because to the outside world it seems like we share everything yeah and that it could not be further from the truth
0: we share what we
2: want when we we share a lot yeah but my number one priority in the entire world is my husband and our happiness and so if we need time to disconnect so we can reconnect that's what we're going to do every single time
0: well here's the thing uh when it comes to social media and then i'll toss it back to him to kind of talk about our reaction to um roe v wade and also what else it said in you know that decision um he's completely right and social media is exhausting like we you can find the beauty in it and it's so great to see the moments and um, to celebrate with people, but then also when you're on the back end of it and we're not super famous, we don't have like a, the millions of followers, but when there are like milestone, like momentous occasions, people want to be included in that because especially when they've been following along. So, they have an
2: expectation of being yeah. involved in your life.
0: So after the proposal happened, you know, we posted our engagement photos um, and got almost 20,000 likes, great. But then also with that, you have people who are like wanting to see, oh, let's see it, let's see it, let's see it. And at the time, you know, I was still working for a company that I had now left and I was just in a really low place and it was really, really hard for me. And I had footage of the whole zoom call with our parents where we did the engagement. I had like my camera set, we had everything documented. I wasn't in the mental space to go there though, to create like this blog, to show people, to include them. So I think our, our actual um, proposal video didn't go up for like five or maybe six months later and people were like finally but we needed that space not only to like enjoy it together but also like you do have to be in the right mental space because you just attack everything when you're not in the right mental space you're not gonna you're not gonna create something that uh people will actually enjoy if you're creating not out of love or if you're creating and not actually taking that time do that self-care you're not going to create from a good safe place or
2: if you're creating out of desperation right right well, listen, at the end of the day, I'm still an Ohio boy at heart. He knows this about me through and through. I've said to him many, many times, I love the city. I love my career. I don't have to stay here forever. I just want to be where you are, and we can be happy anywhere. Based on what's going on in Ohio in these last few years, I can't imagine ever living there again, to be honest. It breaks my heart. Columbus is like my home, and I love it so much. But It's, it's, it's sad to see the amount of hatred that's going on in, in the government in Ohio. In recent years, that concerns me. But, um, I I've always said I will walk away from all of this. Like you can be the star if you if you if you get a gig where you're making enough money to pay the I'll, I'll be a cut man for the rest of my life. And I'm happy to do social media. And it took us quite a few years to figure out how to do it well together, because it would always lead to insecurities and arguments and bickering. And and I would always say I don't care. I don't care enough. It's not worth it for me to be you know in a bad place with you when also he in heard, order to do social media
0: i have a better understanding of social media and how to do That's things accurate. and like edit and like create the content and like all that stuff and you know i can have him be in the content and say oh i just need you to do this but if i'm already burnt out yeah then i also couldn't be burnt out and then create content and then create vlogs and stuff. not so, yeah because like right. there there would be times where, you know, I would say to my followers, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. I took a break from YouTube, but I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. And then I would keep saying that, but then it would be burnout. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like I'm just making these empty promises. It would be I literally don't have the mental space to commit to that in addition to like my full-time hosting job.
1: Sure.
2: You have to have joy.
1: Social media definitely pitfalls for sure. So I think we can all understand the burnout aspect. I would love to talk to you about your feelings. As you mentioned, Ohio for you, not seeming like a place that feels welcoming to you. How are you feeling about some of the things that were mentioned in the decision, Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization that overturned Roe versus Wade that spoke to other you know, potential fundamental rights like equality of marriage. How are you two feeling about that?
2: Yeah, I think it's really it's really frustrating. Um, I think that there's so much. Jim Jordan, first and foremost, one of the most vile politicians in the entire country, he's from the state of Ohio. And some of the things he has said over the years about, you know, equality is really, really concerning. And this is a state that voted for Barack Obama twice. And has turned very, very conservative and very, very religious, like alt-right almost, uh, under Trump. And that that makes me nervous. It, this isn't this isn't the same Ohio that voted for George W. Bush. This is the this is ultra mega Trump Ohioans. And that concerns me because there is a separation of church and state. Why our nation was founded. And right now that's not happening in places like Ohio and in Indiana and in Oklahoma, throughout the South. And the way that that opinion was written, and Clarence Thomas made it very crystal clear that they want to revisit things like uh, anti-sodomy laws, like like who you have sex with and how you have sex in the privacy of your own home. Like, there's nothing more personal than that. And so, I have a hard time listening to Republicans who talk about family values who voted for a man who cheated on wife number one with wife number two, and wife number two with wife number three, first and foremost, and then to come after our community this is a man who has only been legally allowed to be married to his white wife since 1967 right so he's very very quickly pivoting and targeting our community and saying we should revisit same-sex marriage and and the ultra-right conservative justices that were appointed by donald trump two of which were stolen one from barack obama and one from joe biden they lied under oath about Roe v. Wade, and now women's rights have been stripped, and we are next. And, it, and it's sad, and it's sad that people don't see how damaging that is and the repercussions and how wide-ranging that could be. It's not just about women's rights. But if 52% of the country is female, and they still can't even get their rights because conservative cisgender white men want control back they want what was the woman the other day said with donald trump standing behind her she said this is a great day for white life mm-hmm. and then her team tried to backtrack and say that's not what she meant she meant to say right to life I'm like no. she, said, she said white life. she
0: said exactly what Christ she meant to there,
2: say and donald trump smiled and people cheered so it's 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 very concerning that doesn't feel like the Republican Party that I grew up with. It doesn't feel like the party of Reagan or George W. Bush or George Floyd. It doesn't feel like that. This this Trump ultra MAGA sort of Republican Party terrifies many people.
0: Well, we, we've talked about how. One- and
2: by the way, he never won an election in a popular vote. He lost oh. like three million votes. So he mm-hmm. never had the support of the people. Yet somehow politicians are making decisions for all of us. And we didn't vote that way. And it's it's frustrating.
0: Once Trump was elected, the conversation, you know, switched to how, you know, people are emboldened now. Like there was there was something when when Trump was elected where there was a large portion of this country that whatever you know, I'm from the South, I'm from Atlanta, and we all know in the South, you know, uh what's the the phrase? Uh like there are certain phrases that people say and it bless sounds like heart. A, Yeah, bless your heart. That's, like, number one. Bless your heart. But there's always an undertone behind that, and I feel like that's what a lot of these types of MAGA Republicans are. It, it was a, a bless-your-heart face they had on and, and, and words they would stay for the longest. And once Trump was elected, it turned off, and they were like, well, F-U, yay, white life. Like, everything just... I, I'll be very transparent. The cloaks came off, the hoods came off, and they were just there. Like, they were like, we're here, we don't we don't really care that you see who we are. Um. And it's a scary time, and I think it, it was very hard for me mentally. I was in New York uh, a week before the wedding, and I was texting AJ because I went for a work trip, and I was alone at dinner. I love my little solo times. So I was alone at dinner, and I was, like, having little moments where I was pretending like I was, like, uh, Carrie from Sex and the City. I will put, like, the Sex and the City music uh, behind my Insta story and be, like, I wonder. Like, anyway, just having fun. Mm-hmm. And the table next to me, this guy was literally yelling at a woman. It was, like, four of them, three guys and one woman. He in was yelling y- in New yeah. York City yelling at the woman telling her that her her viewpoints on roe v wade were completely wrong and like she had no say because of her upbringing her background it was wild and i'm sitting here and it ruined my dinner fast forward to two days after the wedding when this decision comes in and seeing what it's going to lead to it was just a very sad time i think for both of us because as we just celebrated such a beautiful beautiful ceremony and such a a beautiful union of love to, to have women's rights being taken away, and for so many people in this country to see, like, whatever your stance is on abortion, for me, that's not what the focus is. It, it's the, the woman's right to choose. Yeah. The fact that you're taking that option away is just so, so mind-boggling. Well, because
2: neither of us are or ever have been pro-abortion. Right. I don't know a single person on the planet who's pro-abortion. Like I think it's a heartbreaking choice to have to make. My sister made one, and I held her hand through the whole the whole experience, and it devastated her. And I I, I know countless people have had to make that decision. Nobody's saying we're pro-abortion, but also it's not my body. And to take and away as,
0: somebody's right to even have autonomy over their health. Make decisions. that choice And just it, it. And then and and and
2: somebody made the argument recently about they're saying this woman. I've heard this argument so many times, and this is a great explanation of it. This woman said, "Well, listen." I, I used to be, you know, pro-choice too. And and then I got pregnant and I was going to abort my child. And then I, then I decided to keep my child. And it's the best decision I ever made. It's the biggest blessing. And so, so you don't want to make the mistake that I almost made. And, and the response to that was, oh, so you kept the child. Yes. Okay. So you chose to keep the child. Yes. You chose. Hmm. It was your choice. Do you hear it? Like you made the decision. Because you had the right to choose, and nobody, nobody's judging for that. Here's you know? the thing. And so, but th- there's a disconnect. There is a
0: disconnect, and, and 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 the comments from when I shared on social media, you know, how I was feeling about that day, and me trying to navigate, still being in this moment of bliss, but also understanding what was going on in the country, because um, we were in Mexico, so in the United States. Um, there were so many people who were like, stay in that, that wedded bliss, stay yeah. in that, but also like share your love. And I think that's why it's so important now more than ever that we want to share our story and share our love. Because one, people are, I don't know if I can curse on here, but you can believe it. People are being sad. Like people are really, really sad right now. And they don't know what to do. And they don't trust the government. They don't trust Democrats or Republicans. It's why they, they believe in conspiracy Yeah, conspiracy there's so the many... Flag there's literally there did it's it's so many emotions across the board but I think for us we always lead with love and we will continue to to fight and we'll continue to be active I know you know people say vote it's so much more than just voting though but also I don't want there to be apathy and say "Uh, well I'm not gonna vote does nothing still vote (laughs) please vote
2: because challenge yourself to meet somebody who might look or think differently than you yeah and to have a conversation because that's what we try to do. That's why we put social media content out there. I'll be honest. I woke up this morning. The first thing I saw, I host a national radio show. The first comment I saw on my Instagram was a guy with a bunch of puke emojis talking about us um, licking each other's butts. That's what he did. That, that's, that's, that's the general assumption he made about us and told us how disgusting it was. And I was like, First of all, that's really like weird. Like why would you think that or say Also,
0: whenever anybody says something like that, like, also, you do know that straight men yeah, also, that. also lick it's women's weird. butt, it's it's like so anal sex isn't like yeah. only a, a homo thing. Totally. Yeah.
2: i right. girl, I anyway, knew that's not what <laughs> anyway. But so it's like we do get bombarded by those things all the time. And and in an era of you know, trans rights being attacked across the country. Uh, more bills have been passed this year by Republican states in the, country, in the entire country against the LGBT plus community than in any year in history. Um, and we're only in June. And But don't say gay bills and things like that happening. Mm-hmm. You know, my, one of my best friends, is a teacher in Cincinnati, she's like, we stay gay. We're going to keep saying gay. And the teachers, the teachers know what's best for their students, right? But these politicians, the Republican Party right now, these Trumpers are trying to overtake our country and make it this religious state. And it, it's it's heartbreaking to see because we are so much more diverse than that. We are not the melting pot we were all taught we were, um, but we can be. And, and everybody's so,
0: not Christian.
2: Yes. Let's also point not that out, like, that. everybody is not Christian. I grew up, when I
0: went to my middle school, I went to a middle school that was outside of my community and I had Jewish friends, I had Catholic friends. I had, like, I, it was just across the board. And it was so great to meet all these different personalities and people of different backgrounds. I remember going home to my dad, who was a Methodist pastor. And I said, so dad, you're telling me that my Buddhist friend, like if they don't believe in Jesus, they're going to hell. And he was just kind of quiet. And it was a hard thing to, it was a hard conversation to have because I was like, this person is a good person. This person is a good person. These are all my friends. Yeah.
2: There's a reason nobody can answer it in the history of humanity. It's because none of us know. Like none of us actually know. We all think we do. And we looked at, like, like religious leaders to tell us what to feel and believe. But at the end of the day, the only thing that we do know is that love feels good.
1: I yeah. love what you said about leading with love. It's actually the first line in my Instagram bio and has been for a very long time. Oh. <laughs> it's lead with love. I love it so much. You two obviously have found your people. It's so clear your love exudes from you. It's wonderful that you're sharing it. We really appreciate it. We cannot wait to see more content. Before I let you go here, I want to thank you for sharing your perspective and celebrating your relationship. And I do hope that you stay and enjoy this blissful time for as long as you possibly can. And want to tell people where they can find you two. Working together all the time on your Confess Your Mess podcast. So tell people where can yes. they find that if they want more Emil and AJ before we let you go here.
0: Uh, so really quick, just, I don't know if I said her name. Uh, the woman who designed my Capeville train is just shown by Dash. That's uh, BJ Gray's wife. And Very is, talented. Is super, super talented. Just shown by Dash. Um, Confess Your Mess Podcast is our podcast. We get listener submitted secrets. Uh, you can find it on any podcast platform, Confess Your Mess Podcast, on Instagram, at Confess Your Mess Podcast. Apple,
2: Spotify, everywhere. We also put up YouTube videos after the audio comes out about a week or so later. We just had our season one finale. Yeah, Guests on there, a lot of names you'll know, and recognize, mm-hmm. uh, celebrity friends of ours, influencers. Uh, a couple of your friends have actually been on both before. Yes, you've on, yeah. And it's just, it's a safe space to, that sometimes is, is ridiculous and silly, sometimes it's thoughtful and introspective. And we we break down people's confessions, their secrets, in, in real time, and and we give advice, and we have a laugh, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Uh we love it. So please go check that out. Uh, confess your mess.
0: And I seen the theme that the intro song he so. does see.
1: Wonderful. It. Wonderful. <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, you have to follow Confess Your Med podcast. I have seen I've seen the clips of Sinead and Jackie on it. Hilarious. So good. So <laughs> uh, Emil and AJ, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your love with all of us. We appreciate you. Thanks for making time to join us here on the Three Things to Know podcast.
2: Thank Aww, you. Thank you. Go box. <laughs>
1: They share so much with us, you know, as they said, they don't share everything, but Emil and AJ definitely sharing so much with us and got to say shout out to AJ for being my underscore buddy. You know, I'm underscore Stephanie Haney on social media platforms, so I get it. There's probably an AJ Gibson out there who is uh, taking up that Instagram name. No shade, no shade to the AJ Gibson that has the name without the underscore. No shade to the Stephanie Haney that has the name without the underscore, but You know, I always feel a special bond with the people who have, you know, they're in that underscore club. Very happy to have had the opportunity to talk with them. And now we move on to what you need to know in NEO. And because we are talking about Pride Month, we are talking about celebrating the LGBTQIA community. I got this recommendation from our 3 News Emma Henderson. She has been reporting in this space all month long, sharing important stories about the Pride events and festivities that have been happening all over the Northeast Ohio area. And she reminded me of the great work that's being done at a place called Studio West 117th. And that's sort of the area where this is all happening. It's a a bit of a campus, I would say. And it is an incredible space for that community. And it's got some cool stuff happening there. So it's around Detroit and 117th Street, West 117th Street here in Cleveland. It's a whole project. It's really like a neighborhood. They are building... A new gym, a courtyard, a rooftop patio, restaurants, bars. They're going to have a field house, six unique entertainment destinations, retail space. Artists will have spaces where they can be there. There will be a rentable podcast studio. You know, we love that here on the three things to know podcast, a maker space, mental health services, a community coffee shop, a health clinic for the LGBTQIA community so much so this is all expected to open the majority of these things in this fall and fall of 2022 there is one aspect of it that is open right now it's called the symposium nightclub it's been open for a little while the rest of it expected to be here very soon so i want to put this on your radar for the people who are a member of this community that this is an incredible space that's coming it's being put together by private contractors with the support of the LGBT Greater uh, excuse me the LGBT Center of Greater Cleveland. So the website to find everything you need to know about Studio West 117th is studiowest117.com. And speaking of this being done in partnership with the LGBT Center of Greater Cleveland or not in partnership with but with the support of the center here in Cleveland. That brings me to a good follow for this week because the LGBT Center of Greater Cleveland does incredible things for this community here in our area. And you can follow them on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They are LGBT Cleveland. So that's facebook.com slash LGBT Cleveland. On Twitter it's at LGBT Cleveland and on Instagram it's at LGBT Cleveland. And there are opportunities there to get involved, to meet people in that community. They have volunteer opportunities if that's something that you're looking for in this space. And their website is lgbtcleveland.org. So definitely a good follow across social media platforms to keep people apprised of what's happening in that community, in our communities here, in our overall communities here in Northeast Ohio. That include, that uh, concludes this week's episode of Three Things to Know. I am so happy to have had you here with me this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with your friends. Leave a rating and a review so that we can connect with more people here in Northeast Ohio. And I will see you back next time with more Three Things to Know, my friends.
0: Thanks for listening to Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney
2: from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now to stay in the know.